go. Uh. Alright, alright. Uh. You can turn me up a little bit more in the headphones. MTA. Yeah. I got him like, he ain't leave college for this. One, two. Impact the scholars with this My scholarship can never Folks, what's going on? Welcome to a new episode of Foresight This is Arden talking to you straight from the crib once again It is April 30th, 2018 Currently 9.46am in the morning And this could be our shortest episode to date <laughs> I'm going to be very honest with you um, This episode is going to be a special episode Let's consider this the Kanye episode And I'm, I'm going to call it the Kanye episode for a couple of reasons, maybe more than a couple, because for one, we will talk about Kanye once again. Um, number two, I could be feeling like Kanye as I talk, and I might mess around and have my hands on my head like Kanye did at the VMAs a couple years ago. And three, I could go off on a tangent. I'm going to be very honest with you. I could go off on a tangent. I could take you everywhere that we usually don't go on this podcast, but I just really wanted to talk to you guys and talk about this stuff. Because it was either going to be talked about via my writing or via the podcast. So I say, you know what, let's talk about it on the podcast. Uh, of course, follow us on Instagram at ForesightPod. Wills and I, we've been working very hard on our Instagram page. Very hard. I don't know if I said hard properly the first time. But we've been working very hard on that Instagram page. So please follow us at ForesightPod. Um, give us an honest review of the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you see fit if you're watching this, which you're probably not, but I'm so used to saying it. So if you're watching this or any other episode, thank you for doing that as well. But uh, yeah, like I said, this is the Kanye episode, man, because Kanye literally took over the world last week. <laughs> Let's keep it a buck. Kanye took over the world last week. Um, it was crazy. It was it was unconventional, but at the same time, it was like it's so Kanye. And Kanye last week via his tweets sparked a big, I guess you say, controversy because Kanye, for one, does you know support Donald Trump. Two Kanye's tweets show a man that could possibly be trolling or is showing another side or sides of him that people out there just didn't believe was there. And then three, Kanye's tweets are also so so random. They're they're so against the grain, shall I say, that people are weirded out. People are wondering what the heck is going on with this man. People are trying to figure out what's the purpose of them. And to be very honest with you, this guy over here, this Kanye fan, I love it. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to be very honest with you. I love this Kanye. I love this Kanye because of the fact that, look, man, this Kanye, this either super honest or super trolling Kanye, It is a product of our world today. It is a product of our society today, especially on social media, in which we've either accepted or rejected the weirdos. We have accepted or rejected 
what's different. We have accepted or rejected what we stand by or what we don't. And it also just shows people's, you know, uh, you know, ability to be very, what's the word, contradicting of themselves. It shows people's contradictions of themselves, right? Because you see what Kanye can say or do and you see this reaction and yet if somebody else does it, people won't say a word. And it's exactly why I don't, you know, let me say this. Uh, Well, let me phrase it this way. I believe social media has a huge influence. I believe it has a power, but I also believe it's also extremely overrated because people forget that the world is bigger than social media for as much as yes, there's so many people on a Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on all of these social media platforms that the population of each site in regards to the population in my country, the United States of America, all around the world, are still relatively small compared to the world. Like, yes, there is a portion of the world on social media, but you will be surprised how many people aren't. Because why? Because people are living real life. Real life still exists. Real life is still greater than social media. And I also feel as if for while social media does have a positive influence, Social media is becoming more and more dangerous to what it's doing with the changing of society's mindsets. Because when you start living through social media, and you start going off of social media instead of your own life or what's happening in life, you get the game all messed up. But just to get back to Kanye, I, I love those Kanye tweets. And I'm not saying because, oh, Arden, are you a Trump supporter? Hell to the no. I'm not a Trump supporter at all, mostly because I don't rock with his political views. And of course, for the second reason, I don't rock with who he is as a person. But it's more about his political views. I just think for a Kanye West, who we all have known over the years has been somebody that's been willing to go against the grain, that's been willing to live his truth or just have a plan at hand. I just think what Kanye's been doing with the tweets and all that stuff is that I think it's a combination of both. I think it's a combination of Kanye really being somebody who supports Trump, Kanye being somebody who really believes the way he believes in regards to free thinking, in regards to making moves as a person or as a, as a culture slash society, to also Kanye knowing like, yo, this attention I'm getting is going to be great for these two albums I have coming out in June. Like, let's keep it, again, once again, a buck. Like, Kanye knows this kind of rollout is a lot better than a traditional rollout. And it's exactly why what song did Kanye put out this weekend besides that that trolling song, Lift Yourself, Scoopity Poop. What other song did he put out? Yay versus The People with T.I. starring as The People. That record was Kanye's response to all of the controversy, the backlash, or whatever you want to call it, heading his way. And let me say this about the record. I, I thought the record was solid. I thought I thought it is solid. You know what I mean? It's not, oh man, some mega hit. It's not some life-changing, game-changing record, but it's a solid record for which Kanye, over the medium that we know him best through, 
expresses himself and explains why he believes the way he believes. And regardless if you agree or disagree with him or not, he took it back to the one thing that connected us with him in the first place, and that was music. T.I. did a very good job being the people, those who disagree with him, those who are questioning Kanye's methods. And I thought T.I. did a good job on that. I, I remember seeing a tweet where somebody's like, oh, you know, Kanye, for a reason, ducked the smoke Right with Kendrick or J. Cole. I don't think it was a matter of Kanye ducking the smoke with a Kendrick or J. Cole. I just think if you want to talk about somebody who could really star in that role as the people, it would have been T.I. Because T.I., we know, is very, very aware and very conscious of what's happening in society. And he puts himself that way. And he has been at the forefront of calling out people, especially rappers, those who he's grown up with or connected with through the industry and called them out on their views and, and their actions. So I don't think it's a matter of Kanye ducking the smoke. And I don't think Kanye would duck the smoke if he had to go head to head bar for bar with a Kendrick or J. Cole. I feel like Kanye would give it his absolute best and he would still do a damn good job, you know? And it's something where just to get back to that as well, I mean, Kanye technically went head-to-head -head with Kendrick on No More Parties in L.A., and Kanye gave a hell of a performance, regardless of which context you want to use that under. I just think T.I. fit the role best. But with that song, Gay vs. the People, Kanye was able to express his thoughts and explain why he was trying to do what he's trying to do. And it always went back to what he always did. Kanye loves going against the grain. Kanye always loves trying to do things and trying to make stuff happen, even if it's through very unconventional methods. And him putting on a Make America Great Again hat, him aligning with Trump was Kanye's way into thinking, well, let me try to shake things up. Let me try to show people that both sides can talk or, or do whatever it is. And I'm personally, I'm fine with that because it comes down to this one thing. I really don't care. Okay? I, I really don't care. And I, and I think seeing a lot of your reactions to Kanye, seeing the disappointment, seeing the hurt, it's like you set yourself up for this. I may have talked about it on episode 38 because, side note, this is episode 39. But a lot of you guys, man, need to stop making these rookie mistakes when it comes to people that are your favorites of trying to get all in their business or make it seem as if you know them personally just because of an album, just because of pictures, just because of interviews. You, you don't know. We don't know. What we've seen of them, it could literally just be a little glimpse of what they are in their day to day. We don't really know these people. I don't care how much music, I don't care how many things you consume of that person. We really don't know them. You want to know who you honestly can really understand greater than those who are alive that you follow closely? Those who have passed away. You know what I mean? Like, dead celebrities. Like, so for me, like, if you want to know, like, I feel like I know Tupac Shakur very well. Because there's so many things that came out after his death, the documentaries, the books, his interviews, all of that, along with the testimonies of others, to where I could put all of that together and feel as if I could give you a very accurate description of Tupac Shakur. 
But anybody that's alive, no, because you just don't know. And that's the thing. Even in this day of social media where celebrities have various platforms, it doesn't matter if you rock with a celebrity that can tweet 30, 40, 50 times a day, that posts 10 to 20 snaps or pictures on Instagram or does live periscopes or does YouTube videos. It doesn't matter. You're literally getting a whole bunch of stuff that may not even add up to a significant amount of hours throughout a day, and there's 24 hours in a day, but you feel like you know them. You should only really feel as if you know them and really appreciate them through what you know them for. Stop trying to make it bigger than what it is, man, because you end up getting hurt when you look at these people and you go, oh, this is my hero. This is my idol. And then you go ahead and do that dumbass thing that social media swears work, which is cancel somebody. You're not canceling Kanye West, dog. You're not canceling Kanye West, sis. When Kanye albums drop, you're going to bump Kanye's album. When Kanye tweets, you're going to pay attention to Kanye's tweets. None of y'all have the ability to really boycott and to really put your foot down for something. Because you know why? Because this is another thing, too. And, and I actually need to give credit where credit is due to Andrew Schultz, my guy, stand-up comedian, host of Brilliant Idiots and Fragrant 2. He said it a couple years ago on Brilliant Idiots, which is... Social media is as powerful as it is because everybody doesn't want to miss out on the moment. People want to be involved. People want to know what happens. There's nothing like being the person who missed out. And I think he may have said this as well, but I'll say it so I can get some credit. Remember how it was like when you missed the day of school and you came back and you found out something crazy happened in school? A fight happened. You, you missed the class and, and the teacher, you know, might have brought candy or something or let you guys watch a movie or you, you, you know, what I mean, you missed school and you found out there was a substitute in that class and you was like, dang, man, I really missed that. And you were sick. That's how social media is for people. People don't want people don't want to miss out on the moments on the timeline. People don't want to miss out on whatever is the trending topic. And that's something that I personally had to learn when it came to just spreading around my work, my content, even though I feel as if this article, this video, whatever is worthy of your time, I had to understand eventually that, yo, people do not want to miss out on these moments on the timeline. So what can I do in which I can get that person to view my work while also not missing out on the fun or missing out on this conversation? I learned how to retweet myself. For one, it was because of Twitter. Twitter did that. So by me retweeting myself over and over a few times a day, bringing that awareness, I was able to get people's attention. I was able to get the views on my work while also enabling people and myself to never have to leave the timeline. That's just how it goes because people don't want to miss out on it. And it goes back to Kanye, which is people are so focused on wanting to cancel somebody or to jump on them. And you're also not even understanding that real talk. A lot of entities, individual or corporate or group, instead of corporate or groups, they love that kind of attention. They love when they see people on social media get pissed off and people on social media want to talk about people are suddenly canceled. They really do. Because us, the people, we're doing the work for them. We're putting all this energy into talking about them. We're putting all this energy into creating a dialogue and stuff to where if you cause a controversy, 
what do you really have to do? Nothing. You honestly don't. You say what you have to say and then you move on. And plus, they also know that, look, none of y'all out there are going to do anything that's going to affect their pockets. And you want to know why? Because think of it this way. Which person, honestly, in recent memory, over the last few months, years or whatever, really did something that really affected an entity? I have an answer that I could think of off the top of my head. Kylie Jenner. You want to know why? Because Kylie Jenner literally said, like, yo, I don't really mess with Snapchat no more. And Snapchat messed around and lost so much money. What was it, like a billion dollars? Think about it. So if the greatest example of getting the people to not mess with an entity anymore is Kylie freaking Jenner saying that she's not going to mess with uh, Snapchat, what makes y'all think you really going to cancel somebody or really make somebody feel the loss? You know what I mean? It's it's foolish. It's stop. If you disagree with somebody, disagree. But I feel like all this Kanye stuff does, it shows how people are once again too quick to react, too quick to contradict themselves and not even notice. And it also shows that there's a whole lot of group thing. Everybody following each other with these tweets, these videos, or whatever, to cash in on the moment, to take advantage of the moment, because Kanye is hot. So, you know, if you tweet this or you say that, you're going to get popping, you're going to get a buzz, you may go viral. And then it's on to the next thing. But I really feel as if it's just Kanye knowing that, I think Kanye just knows everything in regards to this moment. He knows. He knows that, look, for me going out there, yeah, there's this great risk of me getting backlash. But at the same time, I know what I'm trying to do in regards to society. And I also know what I'm trying to do in regards to this music, which is this is the best album rollout that I can get. Because you know why? Because it's free 99. It doesn't cost money for Kanye to tweet 30 to 40 times a day. It doesn't cost money for you guys to talk about him. For Ebro at High 97 to talk about him, or for Charlemagne in the Breakfast Club, or for Joe Budden in his podcast, or for whoever else to talk about him. Kanye is getting free promotion. Kanye is getting free everything out of this. And his album is still going to sell very well. He's still going to be relevant. There's going to be no canceling. You guys, last time I checked, tried to cancel Kevin Hart. What happened? I woke up this morning, go on Twitter, I see uh, Issa Rae is the third trending topic on Twitter or something, top five for sure. And folks are trying to cancel her over some comments she made about black men and Asian. To me, again, it goes back to who cares? People that you call your heroes or whoever, they're going to have their own private opinions. They're going to have the things that they feel. But who cares if you enjoy what they do? To be honest, you should only be looking at them and enjoying what they do through what they do. If you got to really cancel, if you really are going to not mess with a Kanye or whoever because of what they think and you really serious about it, then by all means, kudos to you. Like for real, kudos to you, Sloop. But for everybody else, stop it. You look foolish. You look like a contradiction. You look like an idiot. Like you honestly do. Talk about canceling. That's why Dave Chappelle said it best about celebrity worship, man. Like, you guys care too much about what celebrities say and think. And that's why for me, even with people that are my favorites who I, yes, I look up to and who I, I admire and, and value so much, it's only through what I know them for and what it does for me. 
So again, Drake Drake's music does a lot for me because it's been the soundtrack to my life. It's explained a lot of things to me. It's helped guide me through situations. What he does with the music, how they come together over there, OVO, that's what it means a lot to me. Peyton Manning in football, LeBron James in basketball. What they do on the court, on the fields, means a lot to me as somebody who, yeah, I sometimes play, but it's more so as somebody who always coaches players, young players, as someone who always writes and talks about it. It means a lot to me. They mean a lot to me in that regard. Off those things, I don't really care for. I don't. Because regardless of what I may have seen from them, even if I've been seeing them for years, I do not know how they really are in their private lives. It doesn't matter how many things they can freaking post. It doesn't matter how many interviews they can do. It doesn't matter how many things people can say about them. We do not know. So stop valuing the private aspect of their lives, man. For real. Just look at them and watch them for what they do. Point blank, period. But yeah, man, I love the new Kanye. The kind of trolling Kanye. The one that tweets Kanye. Got seven songs Kanye. He got two albums Kanye. I don't know on Kanye. He got the mega head Kanye. He may be trolling these days. I just had to. Side note, Pablo has been aging very well, but I think I may have already talked about it. What else is on the docket today? Um, I got to congratulate J. Cole once again, man, on having a number one album in the country. You know what I'm saying? That's a clap for you, Cole. That was dope. KOD. KOD is J. Cole's best album. I think I said it already, but once again, it's his best album. A new album that I was very excited about was Post Malone's album, Bear Bongs and Bentley's. I actually wrote a review on it as well, like an instant reaction piece, honestly. And uh, you can check it out on Medium. It's my, my profile on Medium. It's media.com slash at I get curved a lot. That's what it is in all seriousness. That tells you a representation of my love life. But um, Post's album was super dope to me. I think it was better than Stoney, and I really like Stoney. And with this album, I thought the surprise, the quote-unquote surprise of this album was the fact that Post wasn't really on like his rock star status if you know what i mean like you see post right of course he has the of course he had his single rock star that was like number one in the country with 21 savage but this entire album wasn't on some yo i'm a rock star i'm doing all this stuff with these girls the drugs the drinking yada 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 with rock star stuff it wasn't really like that it was more about post with this sophomore album which we know in music is very important right because Artists have indeed, you know, fallen victim to the to the sophomore slump. But I don't think Post is really on that. Like I was saying, I think Post with this project, Post was absolutely positively giving us an update on what was happening in his life. Because things have changed in what we could say the last year and a half since Stoney. Things have changed over the last two to three years since he's jumped on the scene with White Iverson. He is a bigger artist. He is a successful artist. He he has a lot more money than he had before. He has a lot more eyes on things than he had a lot before. He too had his little quote unquote controversies, right, with certain comments about hip hop or whatever. And I and I thought that he did a very good job talking about him and talk about him in a way that was different than we may have expected of him. You know, when you think about certain songs like a rich and sad, right? I'm trying to think in my head like thinking uh, rich and sad. 
Zach and Cody, 92 Explorer, or, or whatever the case, like, there's a lot of records on there that really showed that side of him without it being too up-tempo, without being too rock and rollish, without being too turned up, you know what I mean? And I thought the versatility of the sounds and his verses, and just really not even the verses, like, lyrically, and what he was doing vocally, I thought were pretty dope. So salute to Post. I really like that album. I've been playing it a lot. My favorite tracks from the album, uh, Spoil My Night with Sway Lee, Zach and Codeine, Better Now. Better Now is going to be a hit if they really want to make it a hit. Like you heard it first. Like if they really wanted to make it a hit, like real talk, that joint will go places. Because that is like a great pop song. He only saying that you better now, better now. He only say that when I'm not around, not around. If you hear that song and you hear the way it goes, trust me, that, that that's meant to be a successful Billboard single. But I love that post album, Bear Bongs and Bentley. Make sure you check out the review. I also saw that little pump. You know what I mean? Uh, took J. Cole's words seriously. <laughs> he took J. Cole's words very seriously. He bought him a house before he got a Benz. And, Lil Pump, man. Oh, man. This is really my first time honestly talking about Lil Pump extensively. I think the thing about Lil Pump, just like with a lot of these rappers these days, man, whether it's the Lil Whatevers, whether it's somebody else, people got to understand that, for one, hip-hop is in a great space. It's possibly in the best space that it's been in in quite some time. And two, you can easily take in all of their music if you can look at them through the right view. You know what I mean? Like, too many people look at all artists through the same view and get mad when that artist doesn't fit what they envision. But the reality is, even artists themselves know who they are. And I've been telling people that for quite some time, like a lot of artists are actually very aware of who they are and what they do. And you can tell by the way they move, right? When you think about performances, you think every artist is going up top, going off rip, like, word, when I go on tour, I'm going to go try to sell out uh, huge arenas? No. Because a lot of them know, like, there is no way, regardless of how popular they are at the time, that they're not at the point where they can sell out a huge ass arena with 20,000 seats. So what they do, they put these tours together where they're performing at 500 person uh, venues a uh, thousand person venues or what I'm even recognizing more is a lot of artists are going on these tours but their tours are really them performing at festivals <laughs> where there's already going to be an audience think about it like I'm seeing a lot of artists right I'm trying to think who recently did that I think it was like Bad Barbie and uh, this other this other female rapper I forgot her name no disrespect but I'm seeing their tour schedule and all their tour schedule is is them going on festivals I think Russ may have done the same thing a lot of artists are doing it where you see this 20 date 30 day tour and it's just them performing at festivals that's all it is places where they already have a set they already been paid so it's just alright we just get to travel the country perform our set half an hour or whatever and then we dip it's not like original tours, like, hey, guys, we're going to 30 cities across the country. Then we have an overseas tour, and we got it at this facility. Not facility, wrong, wrong word to use. This venue, 
like I said, 500 people, 1,000, whatever, and you're going to have to fill it up. Hopefully you can fill it up. It's not really like that anymore. Like the last artist I can remember checking out when they was on a tour like that had to be, besides Russ, Kyle. Kyle was like that. And I remember seeing Kyle at like two different stages of his career. This was back when I probably saw Kyle in what had to be 2015 slash 2016. So before he blew up and signed with like Atlantic and before he had the I Spy record and and these records, this is back when he was like really on the come up. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of those two albums. But he had two albums that were just like super duper dope. And of course, super duper Kyle and all that. And he was performing at Webster Hall. And I remember him performing in like the basement originally at Webster Hall. That might have been like 300 people. And then suddenly I, I see him again. He's performing on like the main level of Webster Hall. What could be what, at least a couple more hundred people or maybe a few more hundred people. Like that type of evolution. And now he's on tour with Logic. <laughs> now he's on tour with Logic, definitely performing in bigger venues. So like that type of growth is dope. And it goes back to what I was saying because with how long I just talked about this venue stuff, I could have easily forgot my main point. But my main point was talking about, again, artists are very aware of who they are. They absolutely are. Artists are very aware of who they are. And it goes to the fact that if they know who they are, if they know their fan bases, if they know what type of music they make, then you as the listener, you as the listener needs to understand that and accept that and then go off of what you want to listen to. Because there is no shortage of whatever is available in rap. I'm sorry. There's no shortage of if you're looking for real MCs, you know, real lyrical, miracle work, you can find that. Seriously, there is no, oh man, because what the radio plays or what the billboard says or whatever. Dude, if you want it, find it. It's as simple as that, bro. If you want it, find it. Whatever you're looking for in rap, you can find it. Whatever you're looking for in music in general, you can find it. Just put the work in. Like, don't be so lazy that you want to be quick and be like, oh, man, everybody's doing this. Everybody's doing that. It feels like rap is just this and that. No, that's just what's at the forefront. Or that's what's talked about a lot. But if you go inside, you look, you can recognize everybody's eating. Everybody's successful. And I also believe, like, look, having a diversified music, you know, I think if you have a diversified music portfolio, that's super dope as well. Like, I love the fact that, hey, I can listen to a J. Cole, then go to Drake, then go to a Trippy Red, and if I wanted to take it back, I could go to, like, a Q-Tip or then to a Tupac, then maybe I go back to a little Yachty, I could go to a Smokey Margiela or whatever. I love the diversity and my portfolio. I really do. Salute to my Apple Music and my taste. What's the next thing that I have in mind as well before I sign off? Because like I said, this this could be the quickest episode yet. I just really wanted to talk with you guys. Um, Bill Cosby. Yeah, let's go. Bill Cosby, man. Bill Cosby is all the way out of here. Bill Cosby was found guilty of those sexual uh, assault charges. Right? I think it was sexual assault. Rape. I'm not trying to make light of it, but I know he's found guilty last week. And um, I'm just going to say this, honestly. Hannibal Burris for MVP. <laughs> Real talk. Hannibal Burris for MVP. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But Hannibal Burris for freaking MVP. Real talk, dog. 
I don't think Bill Cosby's going to prison. I don't. I, I think, and I don't even think it's a matter of like the system letting him off. Because I mean, he's guilty. But I don't think it's in regards to like letting him off and going, "Well, Bill, you just serve it here at your mansion or whatever." I think Bill Cosby would rather die than go to prison. I'm being serious, man. I'm being super serious. I don't think he would die. I don't think he would want to go to prison. I think he would die. You know what I mean? Like, it's already bad enough. You're found guilty. You committed these heinous crimes, bro. And, and you really had the audacity to criticize other people despite what your past was and what you was doing. Nasty as hell. Despicable. So I don't think he's going to prison. But I really hope that the women who had to go through this um, you know, are able to start moving on and find their peace and, you know, just start doing what's right for them. But that's all I have to say about Bill Cosby for real. Hannibal Burris MVP. If you know what I mean, you know what I mean. But salute to Hannibal Burris, man. And just to go back to J. Cole, J. Cole, yo, those music videos he's dropped, fire. ATM video, super dope. Um, my freaking Kevin's heart video was dope. Salute to Kevin for even taking part in that video. J. Cole, oh man, I love how J. Cole has this renaissance about him right now. The energy, the interviews, it's, it's about time. It's about time. He's well deserving of it. So I really love those interviews, man. And of course, Meek is finally home. About time. Meek. Is home, and and I really hope that for Meek, Meek can just you know really turn things around this time, man. Like I know Meek, once again is is in a very tough situation with the fact that again he was he was unfairly sentenced. He he was unfairly given this super duper long and unnecessary probation, but it comes down to this. Meek, you have an opportunity to right those wrongs. You, you really have an opportunity to, to to create some change. And I, and I just really hope that for your sake, Meek, especially as somebody, you know, Meek, you are a father. You know, you got people depending on you. You got to understand that, bro, you really got to live your life on the straight and narrow. Real talk. And, and there's no wrong in that. There's no wrong living in it straight and narrow. There is no wrong in trying to make sure that you do what you got to do to make sure that you're in these people's lives, man. Because you know, as a black man, as a black man with money, and then as a black man with a record, they're coming to get you, bro. Like, they want to get you. They want to get you out of here. And let me say this. Yes, I was one of those people who, when Meek was put in prison because of the whole probation violation, for as much as I saw, like, yeah, it, it could be messed up. I also was saying, like, look, Meek shouldn't have done what he did to, to be put in that position that he that he deserved it for what he was doing. Especially when you know of the attention and, and you know what they're trying to do. Yes, I will say that. And, and I still stick by it. But I also say again, like, yo, Meek, you 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 out here getting opportunities and chances that many others with or without money don't get. And that's the God honest truth. And, and it's really up to me to take advantage of that. You know what I mean? And and I want me to, of course, I want me to continue his comeback musically. Because I think Meek's comeback was still ongoing from what happened with not only just with Drake, but all the, the Nicki stuff and the extra distractions with him. You know what I mean? He, he was maybe 
drinking or on the perks for a little or a little too much. So I felt like Meek was also coming back nicely. Wins and losses to me is still a, is a pretty solid album. You know what I mean? And the same way I thought it was last summer, I thought I, I still think it was now. I thought it was a very solid album. I thought certain records Meek had put out at the time were, were dope records, and then I felt like his comeback was really looking good to the point where if maybe if maybe if Meek didn't go to jail, the comeback could have been completed or almost complete. You know what I mean? So I just feel like besides making sure that the music comeback is still great and is on the right path, I also believe that, look, Meek has to understand that, yo, you could really get on your legendary status, bro, and, and really do something in regards to the systematic oppression and, and the racism that goes down when it comes to the law. Meek can really do something with that. He could, he could speak up. He could put his face to that cause. He has allies, bro. You, you, he got Hov. He got Jay-Z behind him. You got T.I. You got a lot of people there that are willing to rock with him and give him those resources if he really wanted to do that, especially if he lives the right way. And I think that's the biggest thing. Meek has to live the right way. Meek has to get his focus back right. Meek has to make sure that he's in the right mindset because, once again, and I know I've said once again quite a bit. I apologize for that. It's just something I love to say. But Meek has a rare opportunity that many of color, whether they have money or not, do not receive. And Meek needs to cash in. For real. Musically or not musically, Meek got to cash in. Meek got to do what he got to do. And I, and I really wish him the best. And once again, Meek's free, rightfully so. Screaming free Meek until he's free, and it, and it works. So salute to everybody that contributed to that, and hopefully Meek can do what he got to do. But yeah, man, I think that's the episode, episode 39 of Fourth Side, the Kanye episode. Hopefully you enjoy it. Um, Wolves and I will be recording again very soon. Uh, uh, give us an honest review on iTunes. Once, please do so. I almost said once again. I just did. Oh well, that's life. Give us an re- honest review on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at Foresight Pod. The number four, right? F O U R Side Pod. I'm also very excited with the fact that look, we probably have a couple more months to do this podcast before the summer comes along, and you know I go away for the summer being on my camp counselor flow, what I've been doing for quite some time now. And Will's having his summer plans working and making sure small circle or whatever grows up. Um, we also could potentially have some some really good to great interviews coming up that I would love to have happen in the next couple of months before I leave for camp. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Once again, thank you for listening Episode 39 of Foresight. This is Artist signing off from the crib, the Kanye episode. And as the man who took over the summers in New York, in New Jersey, all across the country, all of us that were inspired to Shamani dance at the bar mitzvahs, slide across the roofs like Tom Cruise. And of course, they got to free my mans until they free him. As Bobby Smurda has always told us, and as I always like to sign off, I, I, I. talk to you guys next time.